This is Let's Get Real, the only podcast brave enough to give you the details on the good, the bad, and the ugly about real estate investing. Join your host, Sean Tiberio, as he shares the secrets and lessons he's learned over the years from investing in real estate and speaking and teaching others all over the U.S. Without further ado, let's get into today's show. Let's get real nation. What's going on? Can you guys believe it? It is episode number eight already. Man, this is flying by. I feel like we just launched, just got this thing going, and I cannot thank you guys enough for all the love, the support, the different messages that I get after each episode. Ah, it's it's just great to know that the content that I'm bringing is helping you guys out. If you're new to the show, if it's your first time checking it out, first time tuning in, do me a favor. I'd love to hear from you. Throw a little comment or shoot me a message on social media at Sean Tiberio. Facebook and Instagram are my primaries. And hey, if you get some value out of this show, do me a favor and hit that little subscribe button. Throw a little review in there so that iTunes or wherever you're listening to this at knows that we are bringing the power, bringing some good content for you guys. Episode 8, and today we are talking about how to comp a property. But more importantly, the importance of getting the ARV correct. If you guys have been in the real estate game at all, or if you're just even getting started, you know that the ARV, that after repair of value, is so crucial when it comes to analyzing and making sure that we're going after solid deals, making sure that we're literally going after something that's worth our time, our energy, and our efforts. So we're going to talk today on how to comp a property. Now, this is probably uh, one of the most under-practiced skill sets uh, when it comes to new investors getting in to the game, meaning we get so wrapped up in wanting to find the next property, we get so fined up in wanting to find our very first deal that we're just it's like all our mind is on, and we don't practice comping properties just to get good at it. That when it comes to one that we're truly looking at, we rush through it or we're very unsure or we're not nailing that comp right out of the the gate and all it takes is screwing up what the after repair value is on a property we analyze with the wrong numbers way too high or way too low way too low we just we beat ourselves up because we can't find any good deals because they're not making sense because there's no back-end ARV when really it's there it's just we're not doing it right we're not paying attention to the right uh, parameters we're not paying attention to the right trends or whatnot or we go too high, we're way too exaggerated, we're way too inflated on our ARV, it looks like a great deal, and then, oh, here comes that ugly part of real estate again, and the project closed out, and we are not making any money, because we didn't sell for anything close to what we thought we were going to sell for, because we screwed up this ARV. So, with that being said, let's go ahead and just dive right in what the process of comping a home or building 
or land. It doesn't matter. They're all going to be roughly the same unless we're talking commercial, uh, but we're talking single family home today uh, when it comes to the comp side. So what does this process look like? How do we actually comp a property the right way? I know there's a ton of other teachers out there, gurus, all these kind of um, seminar hosts that are teaching, hey, just go get a real estate agent on your team, and when you need to get comps, just call them up, get some comps. The problem with that is if I was a brand new investor and you were a real estate agent, you guys tell me. You throw them in a, in a comment in the notes, shoot me a message after you listen to this. Let me know your thoughts on this one. If I was brand new to real estate, I'm just getting started, and you're a savvy real estate agent, meaning you're you've got you've got some things going on. You're you're actually listing properties, you're actually representing buyers, you you actually have some legitimate stuff happening. You're you're the type of agent that I want to work with because you know your stuff. I'm brand new and all of a sudden I start I meet you one day, we we exchange some information and I start blowing you up with phone calls and emails and text messages every day four, five, six times a day with all these so-called leads that I think I have, aka just some vacant homes that I found, uh, or an address that uh, of a house that looks like crap, and I, I want to get comps because I'm too nervous to move forward to the next step because I don't know what the ARV is, and I don't even know if this is worth anything. So, But I was just told, hey, get on the phone or get on an email with my agent and ask them, and they'll, they'll comp the property for me. You guys, let me know. How long would you actually keep my number before you block it or delete me out of your phone or flat out hit the ignore button every time I uh, try to call or text you or my emails end up in your spam box because you just label me as spam and and forget about good old Sean, right? Any good agent out there is going to just kind of throw you to the curb if you're constantly coming to them asking for the comps. Now, there's going to come a time, there's going to come a, a period of the deal where it's going to make sense to bring your agent into the mix and you want to kind of confirm some things and you might not have access to the MLS and you want to get some true comps off that MLS. Uh, but that doesn't happen at the very beginning each and every single time we get a potential opportunity uh, or a potential lead off of some marketing or, you know, like maybe we talked about in episode number seven, some of our, our kind of our free ways of, of getting out there and getting some uh, data coming in. So how do we do it? What is it that we need to pay attention to? Where can we get this information? I'm going to start with uh, kind of the easy part of this whole process, and that's where can I go and get the information? And there's so many different free sites out there. And I get it. I'm going to say a couple of these and a couple of you guys are going to reach out and send me messages or throw comments uh, in the comment sections of this, this episode and say like, those suck and those don't work and I can't trust those. And 95% of the time, it's because people aren't using it correctly. They're not using it correctly and they're trying to trust the wrong information off of some of these sites. These sites that I'm talking about are Zillow, Trulia, Realtor.com. These type of free sites that are uh, that are out there. Now I get it. The MLS is is definitely the the key place. If you got access to it or you have the capability of getting access, then jump all over that sucker and follow the same parameters I'm going to get into here in a second. 
But if you don't, you got to work with what you got. And I'm telling you, I've analyzed hundreds, thousands of, of properties over the years. And I don't always have the MLS at my fingertips. I'm not a licensed real estate agent. I have real estate agent partners, uh, or I've enrolled real estate agents onto my team for those aspects. Uh, so I, I don't have the ability to just log into the MLS. Now, my, my one business partner, they do. And if we really want to get down and dirty with comps, I'll get them to log in and do this. But I've done this thousands and thousands of times utilizing free sites like Zillow or Trulia or Realtor.com uh, and, and using these type of sites. Redfin's another one. There's a bunch of them out there. But I've done it where I've used these sites and I've gotten a ballpark ARV that's pretty close. And here's why. When I know how to use those sites, when I know how to set the right filters and the right parameters, and I'm paying attention to data that is legitimate data, not the hypothetical, like for an example, I'm not going to go to Zillow, look up the address of the home and just look at the Zestimate and go buy that and say that that's the ARV. That's, that's an uneducated investor. Basically, that's what our homeowners that we deal with, that's what they do. And it's, it's nowhere near accurate to what I'm actually going to comp this home to. Now, there are some times where that Zestimate's actually pretty close, but for the majority of the time, it's not, and that's why we don't trust it. But if I know how to use the system, if I know how to use the, the software, and I understand how to go in and set some of these parameters that I'm going to talk about, and only pay attention to the data that is true data, and only those numbers that are legitimate numbers, I can get pretty dang close in about 10, 15, 20 minutes of using one of those sites, and I don't have to bug one of my business partners or one of our agents to dive into the MLS just yet. Because if after 10 or 15 minutes of this, the numbers aren't looking hot, then why would I continue moving forward with the deal? And I just, I just save them a bunch of time, wasting time going in and pulling comps out of the MLS, only to find out the exact same thing. Now, if it looks good on this end, if if from a, a free website standpoint, we're still looking good and I'm about to make an offer or I want to kind of dial it in even deeper, then absolutely. But now I'm not going and just begging for comps. I'm going to say, hey, can you confirm something for me? Here's where I feel we're at on this potential property, what the ARV is. What's your thoughts based on data you've got access to? Can you confirm or deny or tell me if we're a little high or low off of this? Now, that's going to be a total different conversation than, hey, I don't know what I'm doing. Can you please pull me comps? Which is what most young investors being taught at these different seminars are running around doing. So I'm going to go to Zillow, let's say. Zillow is one of my favorite ones. It's super easy. I got the app on my phone. It's I can, I can almost do this in real time while I'm standing around at a property or if somebody's telling me about a house, I can... I can do this pretty quickly because I understand how to use their app and I know how to use it on the website. What are the parameters first? Right, and every every one of these platforms is a little different on how they function, uh, but all of them typically have a filter option where I can turn a lot of these parameters on and off or set these parameters. So how am I going to do this? What are the parameters that I'm looking for? Well, the very first set of parameters that I want to pay attention to is the sold 
property. So if I'm on Zillow, I'm going to go and turn off all the just listed or for sales. I'm going to turn off all the foreclosures, the pre-foreclosures, uh, the rents. I'm going to turn all of these off and only leave on the sold. Now on Zillow, the sold is yellow. So if I'm looking at the map and I see any color other than just yellow on my map, I've got the wrong thing set. So I'm going to turn on just solds. Sold is gold, right? Sold is gold when it comes to ARV. This is the this is what they sold for. There's no making that number up. That number's coming in from the actual sale when things get recorded. So I can trust the sold number. So I'm going to turn on the sold filter. Now, I'm also going to pay attention to the area. Now, I know on Zillow, when I move the map in and out, it changes what's on that map based on the, the size of, of where I'm at, right? So if I've got the map zoomed way out and I can see my whole entire market, my whole entire city, well, it's going to pay attention to all of that map surface area. Well, that's why Zillow also has a draw feature. So I'm going to look at where on the map is my, my subject house, the, the property that I'm comping, where is it at on the map? And I want to make sure that I keep the area within a quarter mile radius. Now that radius is basically as the bird flies, but it doesn't have to be a perfect circle. I'm paying attention to key features. If I got a major highway, a major U.S. route, like I typically do here in the Southern California markets when I'm analyzing homes here, if I got one of these major routes going through the middle of my area where my subject home is, I don't want to cross over that unless I know 100% because I've been over in that area that the homes on the other side of that major thoroughway or that major freeway are the exact same style and they fit, they, they, they're the same sizes and they go to the exact same type of schools or have the same similar taxes, that kind of stuff. Because typically, that's not the case. So I use the draw feature and I draw a really odd shaped box or, or shape, I should say, avoiding going over these major highways, going uh, over any major thoroughfares or crossing into other you know, towns, cities, uh, suburbs, so to say, of the major city. I'm, gonna, I'm just paying attention to these type of things. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set my, my area and I want to keep that as tight as possible, but at the same time, I'm willing to go, you know, quarter mile. Now, if I'm in a more rural area, like some of the areas that I've invested and done some things in, say, uh, Northeast Ohio or even down in Alabama, quarter mile may not be enough. I might not even get off my property in some rural areas at a quarter mile. I might need to bump that out to a half or one mile. But if I'm in a super metropolitan type area, super dense city area, uh, like the San Fernando Valley where I'm at, or uh, down in the San Diego area, or even uh, in, the, in the heart of Los Angeles or Orange County, I, a quarter mile is plenty to find enough data of what's going on. Next parameter I'm going to set from there is I want to make sure that I've got everything turned off from a type of property except for what I have. Meaning, if I've got a single family home, I don't want apartments or townhomes or condos coming in to this search. It's going to dilute what's going on. The reason why is I've got a single family home. I want to compare it to single family homes. This really comes into play if I'm looking at a condo. I don't want to compare a condo to a single family home. 
it's not the same, right? It's not the same type of property. So I go in to the property types and I ensure that I only have the type of property selected that I'm actually comping. Typically it's single family or condo. So I'm gonna only look at single families if it's single family or only look at condos if it's a condo style home. From there, I'm gonna set the parameters to a plus or minus one on my bedroom and bathroom counts. Example would be, I have a four bedroom house. I only wanna be looking at three to five bedroom homes. I don't wanna pay attention to twos. I don't wanna look at six or sevens because they're, they're not the same. That's not to say that I wouldn't bump them up and that I won't spend time looking at them later. But right now I'm trying to get a, get a, a value for this home as it sits in the sizes that it's at. Then I could play the strategy of what if we add to it and make it bigger if I've got a three bedroom and I'm uh, noticing that fives could could bring me a whole lot more or even fours. You know, I'm, I'm looking at that. For right now, plus or minus one. So if I've got a three bedroom, I'm looking at two to four. That's it. Two plus bedroom is what I'm looking at and I'm gonna just ignore anything above four bedrooms when I'm scrolling through the results, same thing on our bathroom count. If I've got a one and a half bath, I don't want to be looking at three bathrooms because I've only got one and a half. So I don't want to be looking at three fools. I will look at two fools. I'll look at other one and a halfs. So I'll look at ones. I'll look at two and a halfs uh, because it's really just one more bathroom than what I've got, right? But I'm not going to look at threes or fours or fives on the bathroom count. So I set that filter. And then I'm also going to set the filter around square footage. And here's where a lot of investors make mistakes. They forget that they're, they've got to compare sizes like sizes, right? So if I've got a 2,000 square foot home, I want my square footage of my, my comp properties, the, the number, the comps that I'm going to pull in, I want that to be within plus or minus about 20% of my square footage. So if I've got a 2,000 square foot house, I sure as crap don't want to be looking at 900 square foot homes, just like I don't want to be looking at three and 3,500, you know, 3,000 square foot homes and 3,500 square foot homes. So they're not similar. Now, I can look at 2,000, I can look at 2,200, maybe 2,250, maybe I even push that to like 2,300, maybe down to about 1,700, 1,750 in that range, because these are pretty, pretty standard size homes that will all be, they're going to be similar. You know, an 1,800 square foot house and a 2,000 square foot house, there's, there's only 200 square feet. It's not that big of a difference. Uh, it might You might notice bedrooms are a little bigger. You might notice that the floor plan's a little bit better in a 2,000 than an 1,800, uh, but they're pretty close in size. So plus or minus that 20 square foot range, 20% on the square foot. And from there, I've got my parameters set. So I dial all this stuff in and then I look at the results. Now, just because a bunch of numbers come flying up doesn't mean I just take the three or four closest to my home and, and get an average of it and call it the ARV, which is what I've noticed some investors doing. There's still one more super important parameter and I can't set it in the, the search requirements, but I have to set it in my mind and pay attention to it when I'm looking. And what that is, is I need to be paying attention to the properties that look just like the property that I'm going to make. Catch that word at the end. I know that my property is in a distressed state right now or needs some love. I'm looking for properties that have sold out there 
And we've got one other parameter we're going to add to this sold from a time standpoint here in a second. But I'm looking at properties that sold that are close in my bed bath count, that are close in my square footage, that are within a quarter mile to where my property's at. And I want them to look like what I'm going to make, meaning they've got to be somewhat renovated, updated, very nicely done. It doesn't have to be a rehabber. It could be a homeowner who's done the kitchen updates or bathroom updates and made the backyards look nice or, you know, done the updates themselves over the years that they've owned the home. But I want that those comps to be rehabbed up or done up. I don't want to look at the sold prices of homes that look just like my property because that, that's telling me what the as is value of the home. The, the current value of the house is not what it's after repair. So I've got to find properties that have been repaired and what did they sell for? And then I'm really dialing this, those numbers in by putting it to the time test. Meaning real estate values change frequently throughout the course of a year or even from year to year, especially. With the changes in mortgage rates and all the different outside influences and effects to it, it changes values. So if I find a property that looks like it's been rehabbed, it's very similar in bed bath count. It's very close in my square footage. It's inside my quarter square mile, you know, kind of area. And it sold a year and a half ago, let's say for 500,000 and I'm under contract to buy at 350,000. Some would find that as very good. Wow, man, I, I've got a $350,000 home and I've got the value to push this up to about a $500,000 house. And if it's only going to cost me a little bit of money to make it happen, we might have ourselves a good deal here. The problem is that home sold two plus years ago or a year and a half ago at that number. A lot can change in that time frame. So I really want to find homes that sold recently. And we typically won't go out farther than six months. Now, going back to our rural area, that six-month mark, that might have to stretch out a hair because sometimes those homes don't sell as frequently, right? We're not selling out there as quickly. So you might need to extend that out to eight or 12 months and keep it tight as far as the, the distance away, right? If I'm not seeing properties that have sold in the last six months or sooner, that aren't close to my type of home and aren't done up nice, this is telling me something. This is telling me something about my marketplace that maybe in this particular area, in this quarter mile zone here, people don't really fix up their homes. People aren't buying fixed up home. Nobody's really putting a fixed up home on the market. So if I were to get this, am I really going to be able to do much? Because all the homes around are selling at X price and I'm going to be the first one trying to sell for more. As an investor, I don't want to make that that decision. I don't want to be the, the trend setter. I'll let somebody else set a trend and, and make it happen. And then I can follow suit because it's a lot easier to follow suit. But if I'm looking at my, my comps and I find uh, I've got a three bedroom, two bath, 2,000 square foot, and I find uh, other three bedroom, one and a half to two and a half baths, or four bedrooms, you know, two baths that are all right around that 2,000 square foot, 1,800 to maybe 2,200 square feet. And they've all sold in the last three, four, five, six months. And they've all sold for, let's say, 700,000. And I'm under contract at 
450000 Well, I can pretty much guess, and they all look good. They've all been rehabbed, nice kitchens, nice baths, nice outdoor area, great flooring, clean paint, right? All the stuff that we're going to do to the home. I can pretty much guess that my house is going to sell right at around about the $700,000 mark because that's what they've been getting over the last three, four, five, six months for their homes in this area. I'm not saying that I can't get a little bit more if the demand's going up, but right now in this quick look and just setting my ARV, I'm going to bank on, all right, we could probably get around that 700,000 mark. Maybe it's 680, 690, 700. We'll dial that in a, a little deeper, but I'm, hey, I feel comfortable using that number because I've got support. I wouldn't say that, oh, well, we'll just do X, Y, and Z better than them, and now we're going to sell for 800 and make some number up because there's nothing out there to show, right? So it really dials in or really starts with ensuring that you set the proper parameters and then pay attention to the key numbers. The key numbers are time. How long ago did they sell? The next key number is what was the actual sales price that they were at. And then the other key numbers that all kind of go together to get us there is our bed bath count needs to be a plus or minus one. Our square footage needs to be within about a 20% radius or 20% kind of swing in number. And our distance from our subject house needs to be within a quarter mile radius. If I'm looking at those, if I follow those parameters and I see good numbers, I can trust that process. Hopefully you guys got something out of this today. It's the number one key to making sure that we find a solid deal, making sure that we're we're not wasting time trying to force something that isn't there, utilizing the data that we get. Again, it's off a free site so that we can do it quickly. And then if it still makes sense, then we dial it in. We double check and see if there's something on the MLS. Then we can start to pay attention to our competition, which is our actives, and see what do they look like and what are they listed at see if anybody's pushing a little higher. Maybe there's some pendings out there that are 20, 30, 40, $50,000 higher than what our number's at, and we have something to watch to see if there's something that's changing in the marketplace. But we can do that after we know that we've got something worth going to our agents or getting into the MLS on. For more detailed trainings on this topic and other real estate topics, do not forget to check us out on YouTube seantiberio.tv. You can go to seantiberio.tv and check out all the real estate videos and all of our Winning Wednesday videos. Each and every Monday, a real estate video comes out every single Wednesday, a business tip and trick to help you win, not just Wednesday, but win every single day goes live. As always, I want to thank you guys for listening. If you got value out of this, give this podcast a review, give us a thumbs up, give us some love, throw a little comment. Let me know what you took away from this. Shoot me a message on social media at Sean Tiberio. You can also go to SeanTiberio.com and send me a message through the website. I'd love to hear what's going on for you in real estate. What's working well? What are you struggling with? What would you like to hear some episodes around different topics? Or maybe there's some guests that you'd like me to get on the show. We've got some guests coming up on some future episodes for sure. Talking things like commercial, talking things like Airbnb, talking about all the fun other 
topics uh, that are out there in the real estate side. Some good, some bad, and some super ugly. But with that said, guys, hopefully you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks for listening. Without you guys, we wouldn't have anybody to put these episodes out for. And if you're sitting out there and you're ready to start getting results quickly, to start taking your real estate investing career, business, and goals to another level, you want somebody on your side in your corner, then reach out and let's talk or check out the top results real estate coaching program. We'll link up the link to it in the show notes. Go down there, take a look at it, get some information. You want to chat and see how we can help you get to the whole nother level and really blow up what you're doing. Let's get on a call. Let's talk about it. Let's make it happen. Practice, 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 practice. Take that away from this episode. Practice running comps on every single potential lead or every type of home that you look at. Spend some time dialing this in and getting super good at finding your ARV quickly. Use those parameters. Ensure that you're paying attention to key numbers. I promise you, you will start to see better results on your deals with more solid back ends when you trust the data that's out there. Until next time, until next week, until another episode that you tune into, stay real. We hope you enjoyed today's show. To connect with Sean, follow him on all social media at Sean Tiberio or check out his website at SeanTiberio.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and come back to check out our next episode. Until then, stay real.